0: You know, Miss O, you can't just say bizarre. You never get a moment to something fun on your guitar. Something with the a-
2: hello, a- a- welcome to the Engineerty Show. I'm Saint Jimmy,
3: I'm Master Zed.
2: Welcome to our weekly show about technology, culture, news, and media. Our fake sponsor this week is Hub Hub. So many hubs, it'll make your head spin.
1: I went there last week. Hubs for days. Unfortunately, Hub replacing
3: all of the things that rotate and between my differential and my Tires did not fix the grindy sound Uh-oh. when I have the hubs locked.
2: Was <laughs> so it in the differential?
3: I don't know. I'm going to change the U-joint in the front drive shaft.
1: Okay. But it only makes the sound when the hubs are locked. So if
3: you put it in four wheel drive with the hubs unlocked, it doesn't make it. Huh. So all of the same stuff is spinning.
2: Yeah. It's got to be at the hub. Except I you just replaced, replaced
3: them. The hub assembly, so the wheel bearings, the
1: hub, the axle u Oof. joints, Oof. all the seals. Put it up on a lift and then have somebody drive it I, while you
2: under listening to it.
3: I don't know. Maybe <laughs> I did that previously, and I thought I found that it was the axle u joint, and then I realized afterwards that it, with it on a lift, the front axle is just drooping, and that was making the front drive shaft bind. Oh. So even if it was that, I don't quite know. But well, that's crazy. Yeah, it's fine. I <laughs> I don't know. The truck is. Where I'm almost to the point where I'm just gonna. I'm just tired of worrying about stuff, so I'm just gonna drive it till it breaks.
2: Hopefully, you're not somewhere crazy and it breaks.
3: Yeah. <laughs> okay, so two was that two weekends ago. I guess we replaced all of the. We did all that work. So we replaced the wheel bearings, hubs, U joints. I ended up having to pull the diff cover because when I pulled one of the axles out, it drug half of the inner axle seal with it. Oh. <laughs> um, so I had to pull the diff center out to get. Put new uh, interaxle seals in. Um, And it didn't fix my problem. But this last weekend, I finally got my air system working the way I want. So when I previously the air of a tank and the tank would have to be full or have enough pressure built up in it that it would actuate the lockers because the locker was attached to the air tank. Mm -hmm. Um, and I want to not have to have the tank full (laughs) for the locker to work. Oh yeah. So I put a solenoid, there was a, the air locker is actuated with a normally closed solenoid. So I put a normally open solenoid on the line to the tank and wired it to the same switch. Mm. So now when I flip the switch for the locker, it turns the air to the tank off and the air to the locker on.
0: Oh, cool.
3: Only issue now is that I got the system all working air system working I want is my locker's not engaging. Oh boy, and there's pressure at it when I pulled the hose off out of the <laughs> locker it uh had plenty of air. So that's my next project or not my next project. It's on the list (laughs) is to pull the cover and see why it's not actuating. It's a bad O-ring or something.
2: Oh, I have electronic lockers.
3: I I don't know. Air lockers are supposed to be very reliable. Yeah, I just have had such bad luck with everything that that one shop touched.
2: Oh, no. It's the Gramlands.
3: Yeah. Uh, that current project that I'm in the middle of is where I'm finally installing my hydraulic assist steering ram. Oh, cool. So it'll replace my steering dampers. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, tonight I drilled two holes in the steering gear box. <laughs> so you're kind of st-
2: at the point where you have fully to finish committed. It? Yes.
3: <laughs> Truck is out of commission. I did. I started it Monday night. I think after work, I was like, I'm just going to start. I'm going to spend like an hour or half an hour every night on this so that it's easier to complete Um, Mm -hmm. Oh, on the weekend. So Monday I pulled the steering
1: gearbox out, and then uh, one night I I think, yeah, I don't know.
3: I guess I've worked on it for three nights technically. So the second night I disassembled the gearbox, which is pretty easy. It's not very – it's a pretty simple thing, and figured out where – the two sides. So where the two sides of the piston that make it run or the assist part of it runs on. Mm-hmm. So I could figure out where I needed to drill holes. Cause it's basically the, I don't understand how it knows when you're turning the wheel to put fluid where <laughs> the direction you're turning, but there's a piston inside the gearbox. And so there's two pressurized lines that feed either side that help you turn the wheel Uh or help drive it. So you have to tap in on both of those pressure sides for the RAM. And that's what the RAM runs off of is the pressure in the gearbox. That's all supplied by the power steering pump. Sounds like fun. And then tonight I took it up. I was like, well, I better make sure I can. The spots I've picked out are going to actually work for hoses to be connected there. <laughs> like, make sure there's not something in the way.
1: Yeah.
3: And so I, it seemed to work. And then I drilled pilot hole and realized that I didn't have the right size drill bit for the tap.
0: <laughs> oh,
3: that I need. So <laughs> I just out of time before podcasting tonight to run to the store.
0: Yeah,
2: well, I was out of town last week, so you were. Fr- Friday before last, I thought you
3: were just really quiet.
2: So last week i had been talking to some guys that work on, they're working on stuff similar to what I work on, but in San Diego, and they called me because I'm an expert and they're kind of jacks of all trade. They work on a lot of different stuff. And they were having issues with a contractor that was doing some work on this component that I deal with. And so I was kind of giving them tips and, you know, basics and stuff. So then Friday morning, got a call from my boss saying, yeah, they requested uh, an engineer on site on Monday morning.
3: This was Friday,
2: Friday, sometime mid morning. It just before lunch-ish <laughs> so it's like so travel sunday okay it was easter also <laughs> and oh. mj was out of town for spring break with one of my kids so she was actually traveling home that friday and i didn't want to you know text her while she was driving or something and tell her so yeah. I got my travel arranged Friday and got the final confirmation that everything was booked and stuff right before it was time for me to leave for the day. So I got home probably like half an hour before MJ. And then, you know, she gets home, she's been gone a week. It's like, hey, hooray. It's like, oh, by the way, uh got, day after tomorrow, I have to get up first thing in the morning and fly to San Diego. So when I'm traveling on a non-work day, I get paid from the time I get to the airport until I get to my hotel at my destination, but I'm only allowed two hours before I get to the airport.
1: Yeah. That's what I was going
2: to, I was thinking at least. five hours early and hang out and get paid. Right. But two hours is what you get paid for. So he try to yeah. time it just right. Um, well, I had the way it works is I choose my flight and my hotel and rental car and everything and submit it. And then the travel office books it all and gives me an itinerary and stuff.
1: Changes
3: well, your stuff to.
2: Yeah, I chose a flight that landed. I Checking at the hotel was 4 p.m. So I picked a flight that landed at like 3
1: yeah, and then I wouldn't have to get, get up a rental super car. early
2: because it's a two and a half hour flight or something. So I could land, get my suitcase, get the rental car and get to the hotel and it'd be very efficient. Well, the travel office decided to save like $30 and book me on an earlier flight that got in at like 1230. Which hey. means I had to get up <laughs> early. I had to get up at like 6. Because I had to drive to a parking lot and where I right. drop my car off, and then take the shuttle to the airport and get there two hours early. And then, you know, all that. Yeah. So then I have like three hours before I can go to my hotel.
3: <laughs> so but, to save $30, they yeah, they
2: pay me an extra, an extra
3: it's actually,
2: they give me comp time so I can take those hours off on a oh. work day, but still they're paying me for not working. So Yeah, they paid me an extra few hours for That is
3: So stupid, (laughs) that's
2: just how they do it. That's not the first time they've done that sort of thing to me. So you land, get your luggage by time you get your rental car. It's probably been an hour since you landed. So I had a couple hours to kill. So I'm like I look up. I want to just go to a mall because they'll have food and they'll have stores. Thing about buying a new jacket or something, and there I could not find a normal indoor mall <laughs> near the airport. And I was also just looking for a decent place to eat lunch, but everything was closed because it was
3: Easter. Oh, I thought Easter <laughs> was like one of the main restaurant holidays.
2: Well, like, I, best days I went, for them. I went to Three or four places bef- that were all closed for Easter. I finally found a Bon Me shop that was open and it was pretty good. And then I made my way to my hotel, which I didn't have time to research. I just chose the fanciest hotel that was within the dollar amount I was allowed. Oh, yeah. And it was really fancy. <laughs> <laughs> and the parking there was valet only. It Ooh. was like $57 a day. Ooh. And I was like, well, my uh, alternative is drive around downtown San Diego and try to find a pay lot. That's probably going to be like at least half of that. Yeah. And then I have to like walk through downtown with my suitcase. So I was like, okay, well, it works paying for my valet for s- six days. So. And when I submitted my stuff, when I got back to get paid back, nobody balked at it. So, so far.
3: That's good. I have a joke Uh, at work that it doesn't really (laughs) matter what I put on an expense report because I've never had anyone say anything. Oh. And then recently my boss, or we were talking about whatever system, he's like, oh, I'm supposed to approve those? (laughs) (laughs) It's like, uh, and they hadn't, he hadn't even been then been going to my boss. So they've just been, they were just going straight to accounting
0: Uh
3: and they don't know whether it's approved or not. So they've just been approving them. Not that I'm expensing things. I shouldn't be
2: right. We, yeah, my boss regularly. Yeah.
3: Yeah. We like, we had a budget for our holiday party and we spent almost that much just on a, work like a happy hour (laughs) randomly like, (laughs) like, yeah.
2: Yeah. My boss did have to approve my, you know, me getting reimbursed comp time for my travel days. And he did say, it took you three hours to get from the airport to your hotel. So I was like, well, (laughs) no, but that's when I could, I couldn't check in before four. And they changed my flight, so they're paying for it. It
3: Any reasonable person would be like, yeah, okay, that makes sense. He
2: travels a lot. I mentioned we were like brainstorming.
3: Do they jerk him around as much as they jerk you around?
2: I I don't know. Or do you get
3: to a certain level where they don't mess with you as much?
2: I'm not sure. But one time we were like, they were just looking for ideas of things that engineers do that is kind of a waste of time for our talent. Just like, you know, writing material orders that somebody non degreed could do. And I brought up, I was like, well, I hate doing my own travel. I wish that I could just have a travel person because our machinists, they just, they're, they have somebody in the shop that just does their travel for them. And I was like, I wish we had somebody that did our travel because I the system that you have to book it all through is clunky and I always seem to like lock it up somehow and I have to get somebody to fix it for me. And, and then they go and change everything anyways. And my boss was like, oh man, I love doing my own travel so I can make sure I get everything I want the right way. And it's like, they always change it. I was supposed to fly to eastern Pennsylvania once. The trip didn't end up happening, but um so I booked a flight to Philadelphia and they changed it to land in Pittsburgh and then drive across the state in the middle of the night because it was
3: cheaper. It's like, are you insane? <laughs> These, like, they don't understand total costs. They're like flight, no. cheapest flight. Uh, They're like oh, it doesn't come out of this. St. Budget. Louis is near out of somebody else's Pittsburgh, budget.
2: Right. Yeah. Uh, One time they had three of us standing waiting for a shuttle to an off-site car rental place in South Carolina. And we were waiting for like an hour because it was $60 more to rent a car at an on-site at the airport car and rental
3: spent $200 for you to all be standing there. Yes. Yeah. It
2: was, it's kind of crazy, but whatever. Yeah. So I was down there Monday or I flew Sunday. I worked Monday through Friday and then I flew home Saturday and yeah, it was good that I was down there. I helped them out quite a bit, just learning and we could look at stuff and, I could show them like what I'm looking for so that they can evaluate Mm -hmm. stuff. And I wasn't allowed to talk directly to the contractors. So I had to like talk to the engineer and he would talk to the production guy. He's like
3: explaining something. You're like that guy. No, 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 excuse me. Uh, (laughs) Well, it was,
2: yeah, I was specifically told don't give the contractor any direction because you're not authorized. It has to go through their contracting office representative, you know or whatever. Yeah. So I don't make an unauthorized commitment or something cuz the way they do the contracts is ridiculously okay. it's crazy. I'm glad I don't deal with that in my day-to-day. But uh yeah, so I would basically talk to the engineer and then he would say exactly what I said to their production guy and then he would tell the contractor's mechanics exactly what I said.
3: It's like, or well, I guess if you said something that was out of bounds, they would hopefully realize it. Not
2: really. Yeah. yeah. But then like a couple times, one of the contractors would come up to me and ask me a question. And I would kind of just with him standing like, there, turn to the engineer, and English? answer the engineer, answer the question to the engineer with the contractor in earshot. <laughs> Yeah, but it's like I wasn't talking to him. He overheard. Yeah,
3: it was. Yeah. Whether he got a head start on it or not, that's up to him.
2: Yeah. So I was talking to the. The main engineer at the site down there that works for my organization. And, um, you know, she was thanking me for coming down and we're talking and I was just like, man, I can't imagine working with contractors all the time like you guys do like we used to contract a few things out and it was so cumbersome that we just bought our own equipment and got rid of all the contracts we used to do and she's like yeah it's it's tough and then she's like yeah if you want to come work down here you're we'll we'll hire <laughs> you i'm like i just got done telling you that i would hate this right
3: well she's I thinking guess, we get you down here and then you can get rid of all of the contractors and
2: <laughs> Yeah. Well they don't have the shops tooling. and stuff. Yeah. They don't have the equipment to do a lot of the work themselves. They do have some shops down there that do certain things, but not the type of stuff I do. But it was good. San Diego's nice. Although um the week I was there every morning, it was overcast and kind of drizzly. And it was it's like
3: not real warm. San Diego's not a very hot place.
2: Right. But it was unseasonably cool and wet while yeah. I was there.
3: People were well, complaining. has <laughs> snowed thrice this week here. So, oh, yes. Yeah, <laughs> and it had freezing rain here, last night. It's like, come on. It's been in
2: the 30s and 40s here this week, but down there it was like it'd be like 50 degrees and overcast and kind of breezy and we'd be out um you know standing on this thing we're working on and everyone's wearing coats and shivering and i'm just in like my normal (laughs) button-up long-sleeve shirt and i'm like enjoying the breeze (laughs) and they're all like uh let's go down off of this uh out of the wind and i'm like Oh, I didn't even realize it was windy, you know.
3: <laughs> you mean that nice warm, gentle breeze?
2: Oh, you know that nice breeze. Ocean it's like breeze? it was like forty eight degrees or fifty one degrees. It's really enjoying it. But yeah, I ate it at some good places. There's there's a place called Taco Cel Gordo downtown that I ate at. Ace. It was pretty good. Um, I was out at the beach one afternoon and there was a, like a little shack with the same name. I was like, Oh yeah, that's that same place. And I went and it was mediocre. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't the same menu even. So I don't know if they were so
3: unaffiliated.
2: I don't know, but yeah. Uh, I didn't really do too much. Cause we'd get done with work and then I would go valet the car and then I would just hang out downtown or, oh, I did go to Old Town, San Diego, because Mr. Pold told me there was a good place to get a root beer float there. Mm. And it's kind of like this, it's a state park, but it's got all these original buildings from back, you know, the original inhabitants of that area, I guess but there's like a museum and there's a bunch of different little shops that there's like a candy shop and souvenir shops and such. And one of them is like a root beer and jerky place. And so you go in and you say, yeah, I'd like one of your fancy root beer floats. And it was like a Virgil's root beer out of the bottle and just mm-hmm. soft serve ice cream. It was really good. Oh. And we went to I went to little Italy with some other coworkers from here that were down there for some other, other work. We just both happened to be down there at the same time. So it's little Italy, got some pizza. It's good. And then flew home Saturday and had another, you know, day and a half with the wife before I had to go back to work this week.
1: <laughs> she was like, oh, I haven't seen you in weeks. Yeah, nice. And then it was it's been rainy here all week since I got back. Well,
3: uh, yeah, I for as cold as Charlie usually says she is, she has gotten more acclimated because I think it was this morning, maybe. Um, she'd put on like a leather jacket, but it's like not it doesn't even have a liner in it. It's just, I don't mm-hmm. think it's like very, very thin. And then um, I saw her again later, like while we we're getting ready, and she was wearing just like a sweater. And I was like, oh, what happened to your jacket? And she was like, oh, I looked, it's 28 degrees outside. Mm. That's more sweater weather. And I was just thinking, <laughs> wow, you've gotten used to the cold. <laughs> that would have been like, I need a parka and gloves and hat weather. Yeah. Before, but yeah that yeah. she's put on a sweater and then had her coat in her hand. <laughs> it was like carrying a coat. I
2: don't even really have a coat. I have my motorcycle jacket. That's probably my warmest thing, but living here where it never gets that cold, I basically have a I have a jacket that is for when it's raining and a and then I have a sweatshirt. That's my winter wear here. Have, when we go down to y'all's area to visit, I definitely have to wear more.
1: Yeah,
3: I've got the whole gamut of things. Mm-hmm. And then I feel like I don't wear most of it, but. Yeah. <laughs> uh, So I've been busy this week, I guess. Um,
1: yeah, so it looks last, like it.
3: Last Saturday, I went out to the farm because we... Uh, Oh, so funny <laughs> Funny story this, uh, shows the uh, reason that you should communicate, over-communicate. <laughs> I was planning to go out to the farm to get um, our rooftop tent, and drawers were out in Dad's shop. Oh. And Dad had borrowed my trailer because they were looking at a piece of equipment that they thought they could put it on. It was ended up being too heavy, so they... Mm. Had to get a different trailer, but the, our trailer was out at the farm. And so I was planning to go out there to get that stuff last Saturday.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: So on Thursday, dad calls me, uh, are you at home today? I was like, no, I'm at the office. Mm-hmm. Uh, is anyone home? And I was like, Nala, the dog. home. <laughs> He's like, oh, uh, yeah, I'm at your house with your trailer. <laughs> <laughs> I am like, oh, crap. Well, he's like, and your truck's parked, you know, in front of the gate. Yeah. And I was like, oh, sorry. Like, I, sorry. So I was like, break down <laughs> a communication, because if I would have communicated better, I would have told him that we were going to be out there Saturday. Yeah,
2: I didn't need to haul that all the way to your house. And then
3: if he would have communicated better, he would have known that I wasn't going to be home.
2: Yeah, and um, you could have parked a truck somewhere else.
3: Yeah, so I just, he just parked out on the street, which was bad. Yeah. He was worried about it being on the street, but oh. I wasn't because our neighborhood is. I'm not worried about someone stealing it. Mm-hmm. Um. But, <laughs> yeah, so Saturday we did go out and get the rooftop tent and the drawers,
1: oh.
3: and then I also helped in uh, partially install a garbage disposal for mom and dad. Oh fun. Uh so the first step that we got completed was we needed they didn't have a garbage disposal, so there's no outlet underneath the oh, sink. Yeah. So we had to um put wire in one a, in. We had to wire one in, put a switch in, mm-hmm. and run a wire down um to put an outlet underneath the sink and dad didn't want to Necessarily do it 100% the right way, so it's <laughs> good enough. Well, it's all um, hidden, right? Yeah. No one else will ever look in there. Um, it I feel like it's on fire. Yeah, it shouldn't catch on fire. It shouldn't. <laughs> he just didn't want to have to cut all the drywall out. Yeah. Behind. So we went straight down in the wall, mm-hmm. but then we just came out of the drywall.
0: Oh, and
2: behind
3: the dishwasher surface. and ran it surface and then yeah. just screwed the junction box to the wall. Oh, OK. So it's fine. Um, and then I'm going back this uh, tomorrow night. We're going to go over and actually install the garbage disposal. Oh, we cool. had. Oh, it's not on here. Uh, so f- Friday was Charlie's birthday. Oh, happy birthday, Charlie. And so we went to a Star Wars. It was a Star Wars fan collection exhibit at the Discovery Center in Boise. Oh, cool. So it was like, like I've been to other Star Wars exhibits. Yeah, I think we were going to go to it. Yeah. The next day. But, um. So we dressed up Charlie and I were Ewoks and Ooh. we went with uh, our friends, Brian and Elaine, and he went as the biggest Jawa ever. because he's like six, <laughs> three <6'3". laughs> and oh, yeah. Elaine went as uh, the mechanic lady from Mandalorian or something. <laughs> I don't okay. know. Um, so we, Went in there Friday. No, Saturday. I don't remember. I think it was Friday night. (laughs) I'm getting confused because we did the garbage disposal, but we had to leave by a certain time to be somewhere by a certain time. And I don't remember what. I don't know. I don't know what days anything happened. (laughs) Uh, Getting old. (laughs) But we went to uh the star Wars thing. And there were some people dressed up, but we Not were, everyone. yeah, we were the most, we were getting a lot of compliments. Oh, um, so we you actually sent me a pick participated in a, uh, costume contest. Ooh. And Brian got first place and Charlie got second place. Nice. Out of they had Like there's probably like, 12 to 15 people in it. Wow. it's pretty Um, good. There was a couple people that weren't eligible because they were volunteering there. Oh. For the event with their costumes. Totally guests. So, yeah.
1: um, But it was really fun. Sounds Um, like it. And yeah, they had like food trucks outside.
3: You Ooh. get dinner. So we got some really good uh, noodles, Asian noodles. And uh, ended up spending quite a bit of time there. Uh-oh. They had it was it was pretty cool. They had um, there's a couple people with our uh, remote control droids. So oh, there's an cool. R2-D2 and a BB-8. Nice. Um, and, yeah, the RGT2 was pretty cool. All of the doors and stuff were all motorized to f- open and do cool stuff. And the That's BB-8, awesome. the top, like, it rolled with the top part mm-hmm. stays on top and is, like, attached with – there's, like, magnets that it uses to mm-hmm. And then little wheels to – or – yeah, keep it attached by magnets, but keep it on top with little wheels that are yeah with a gyroscope or something. I don't know. Huh. Um, cool. yeah, so it's pretty fun. Uh let's see. And then the last thing last night, uh I was gonna talk about it with DVD, but we went on a double date to Top Golf. Oh, cool. They just opened one here, and so um yeah, we went and played top golf and it was really fun. Oh, good. And I think I may have figured out how to golf better.
2: Oh. I would like to learn how to golf better, but I just haven't put the time or effort into it.
3: I think I the amount of time you need to get good is huge. <laughs> Probably. You could put a little bit of time to get like better than garbage like where you can just hit the ball consistently. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah.
2: I had a point where we were debating on whether or not to get rid of my clubs when we were just cleaning out the garage. Mm. And I decided to keep them cuz I could see like I don't know something coming up where it would I could do it socially. I've done that before like a group from work needs another guy for something or Although last time I did that, my group didn't get invited back, but uh, Yeah, I don't know. I still have them. We'll see. Now that DVD's gone, there's probably less of a chance that I'll golf, but never know.
0: culture
1: but less hoarders that's all that we know for sure so please just listen to nerds as we discuss pop culture our, our topic, topic is also awesome. again it's nerdy culture if you want it on the internet it's nerdy culture.
2: for Nerdiculture this week, we're going to talk about camping. I've been itching to go camping, but it's still too cold <laughs> and wet here. We are leaving
3: for a camping trip a week from tomorrow. Ooh, wow. It'll be our first one of the season.
2: Well, yeah, we've been talking about it. We are planning on going Memorial weekend, but it's so far away still.
3: Like Not six weeks. That far, it's like five weeks. Yeah. But. Uh, and, uh, so I got an email notification yesterday and I had to I wasn't sure what it was for. It was a reminder of my camping reservation at a campground oh. a month out. I was like. What is, we're not, where are we, we're not camping. Where are we, where are we, where is this? <laughs> it took me a second. I looked, finally put two and two together. It was like, oh, this is in Moab. It's only a month away that we're going to on our oh. overlanding trip for the year, our big wow. one. You're doing that early? I
2: we guess down are, there. because we're going
3: to Moab. Probably
2: better to go this early in the year.
3: Yeah. It's already been in like the upper 80s down there. Oh, so okay. in another month, it could be quite toasty, except
2: yeah. it's it okay. cold at night still, though.
3: Yeah, I think desert, you know, that desert, they do get the huge swings. But yeah, uh, what I did not realize until I was on watching YouTube and they were talking about one of those guys I watch is in Utah and they were talking about his cabin having, being buried in the snow and it had 30 feet of snow Whoa! at his cabin. And they were talking about how high the snowpack is this year. And I started mm-hmm. researching the snowpack levels and I'm like, uh, guys, we're not going to be able to do the trip we have planned in Utah. Because we were <laughs> planning to start in Moab and then head into the north mountains. into the mountains. Oh! And they're at like 250% of normal snowpack and wow. other trip reports I've seen for that road have people in like June having to turn around because of drifts <laughs> that aren't gone. Yeah. I'm like, there's no way at all. Yeah. We're going to be able to get through there. In May. Yep. So huh. we called an audible and it is going to be awesome. Oh. We got a, we got permits for Canyonlands National Park. They have overland only campsites. Cool. And we got three different campsites for three different three nights
0: mm-hmm.
3: out there. And the campsites, there's only one group per site allowed. Nice. And you have just like three vehicle max per group, which is perfect. So we have three vehicles. Uh huh. And it's in the national park. And wow. the only thing that's allowed out there are trucks, which all of the roads say you need high clearance, low range for wheel drive,
1: Sweet.
3: <laughs> uh, motor motorcycles or backpackers. There's no ATVs or UTVs. Oh, allowed. Nice. And you have to have a permit for a campsite to go in. Oh. So the only people out there are backpackers, which I, yeah, backpackers and people that have campsites for like one of the twenty sites. Uh-huh. Oh, that sounds that awesome! Spread out, so each of the sites that we have, there's only one site per each of those locations. There's a couple that have like three sites in one location. Mm-hmm. The ones we have are all single site oh, locations. Cool. That sounds fun. Yeah. And so we're going to go to Moab, drive north up to the San Rafael Swell, swell, which is a big kind of weird, I don't know. It's a giant uh, geologic formation, kind of a bubble looking thing that just like pops up That's out of the ground. Swell. Yep. Um gonna hang out there for a couple days and then go out into Canyonlands for a few days cool
2: so we camped quite a bit when we were kids yeah seems like it was mostly primitive stuff I don't remember what the bathroom situation was but it always seemed like we were just out in the mountains
1: just camped in a spot you know but wherever it wasn't
2: until I started dating MJ and going camping with her family that I think we ever really or I remember camping in like
3: a actual campground
2: yeah campground with like concrete roads and parking spots and fire rings and picnic tables and You know, regular bathrooms and all that stuff and where you're like packed in there. And we must have done that some as kids, but I don't really remember doing that.
3: I don't either. My, I guess, memories of us camping start after we moved to the farm, the farm. Yeah. And we'd go up to Unity Mm -hmm. and we had, I remember helping mom build a little camp trailer that put all their camping stuff in it. And they had the, like a plywood top. It was like a, a truck mm. bed trailer, or I know yeah. it was an old pop-up trailer. I think is what it was based oh, off of, was but they're just hollowed out. And then we had mm-hmm. like a uh, hinges with plywood over the top Had all the camping gear. And we'd go up to unity and go past the campground out to the dispersed sites Mm-hmm. And then I think we would dry, go back to the campground to get water and maybe use the bathroom there.
1: Oh, interesting.
3: But I think that's also later, potentially later than some of the site They're camping that I may not remember. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, so our early married life, it was mostly camping in,
1: what's the word I'm looking
2: for? Improved campgrounds Mm. until we kind of got, you know, started going out with you and going out in the back country. And it was like, oh man, this is the kind of camping I remember from a kid. And I like it so much better than being. Around all these other people and their annoying kids and pets and all the rules and just it doesn't feel that much like camping.
3: <laughs> You're right. It's just staying outside with other people.
2: It's like I would have more I would have a better time in my backyard unless I'm there with like somebody else, you know, for meeting somebody like you you and I go camping in an improved campground at the coast yep most years. That's different because we're meeting you there.
3: And it's and we're not it's at the it's, beach. Well, and most of those trips are with Charlie's mom. Right. And that's the camping she has always done. So yeah, that's she's what
2: not she wants to be comfortable primitive camping out in the mountains yeah. or something. Which that's cool and that's fun because Charlie's nephew and my son get along famously and they have a lot of fun and then yeah you know we all love the beach so that's cool.
1: Well some people
3: (laughs) I think I might be indifferent but
2: oh I meant my family as far as my
3: yeah my group
2: loves the beach and yeah and We've done family reunions where it's at like a campground like that, but then it's like you are kind of packed in there, but at least it's all your family.
3: Yes. And I think, like, I get it for if that's what where you like, you can go camping with a minimal little car gear. and minimal yeah. gear. Yep. You can just throw a is, tent
2: in your yeah. trunk. And a picnic basket, and yep. you're going to have toilets. You're going to have water. You even you have know power. where your
3: campsite is. Yeah, you it's can like reserve
2: it ahead. That sense you can reserve it ahead. The thing lately, I mean, the last ten years is you have to reserve it so far in advance because
3: most of the places
2: yeah. that you can reserve they book up as soon as the
3: spots are available. Well, and we're finding, so we also do backpacking, and mm-hmm. we're finding that more and more places are going to permits where you have to apply. They oh. don't do it first come first serve. They do a lottery to get oh, interesting. permits. And so yeah, we so it's not a, put in you can't permits
2: for the moment. Go. Camping.
3: No, not to some of these places. Yeah. And I like to, the way we have our truck set up now is that we can go from not planning to go camping to leaving to go camping in like an hour.
0: Wow. That's nice.
3: Cause 95% of the stuff is in the truck or on the truck. Uh-huh. So we just pack clothes, some food and that's it. And then we're gone. Nice. Um. But we, so I, as an adult, I first started camping was overlanding style. Mm hmm. So I had one year of the first year. So we used to go wheeling all the time in college and, but it was, it was just, you'd come Day home. Trips. Yeah. Well, night trips. We'd usually get out there at like 10 PM and then we'd oh. get home at 4 AM. Nice. But that's cause we were wheeling. It was technically private land. So we weren't supposed to be there, but <laughs> at night, no one cared. Um, so it was owned by like big, uh, timber companies uh-huh. um, so we did that all the time and then we had one year where we actually went overland or I guess we didn't go overland we went long I don't know I guess it was overlanding but we went back and stayed at a house every night it was our first uh-huh. year so we did like three day trips and spent the night um, at a house and then, that was the last year of that. And then after that, we're like, okay, that was awesome. Let's do it again. Except let's just camp. And then we started overlanding. Nice. Um. But we still do. Basically, from the whole like the beach trips that you talked about, where we're we did one last year to, out to Arco to Craters of the Moon, where we pulled a trailer.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Out to stay in a campground with a trailer, yeah, it's full. A thing, totally
2: different style. That
3: to like we've camped out of our car before at like a mm-hmm. campground. To what we do with like overlanding with the truck, where it's completely off grid, and then we do backpacking too, where it's hiking stuff. So we yeah. cover it all, and it's I like. <laughs> I like doing it all. Um, I think backpacking and overlanding are by far my two favorites.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah, I've I've not really done the trailer camping. It's fun to like look at trailers and imagine like, oh yeah, that's pretty sweet setup. But like for what I like what we get up to, it's like we don't want a trailer. And then so, yeah. I have to store it. The rest of the time.
3: (laughs) Well, Boise trailer storage is such a huge thing. You see these park, these like lots where people's, they have like RV storage and there'll just be like hundreds of RVs or campers, you know, out there.
2: That's the business I need to get into.
3: (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. But then, so like my boss, they do a, camping trip like an RV camping trip mm-hmm. but he rents one
2: yeah I thought about that too
3: and he said it's probably it's not you know it's cheaper than a hotel okay and you can camp places that you obviously you wouldn't be able to stay in a hotel yeah but you don't have to own the stupid thing <laughs> yeah that's that's a good and then it's yeah. always a new one like it's a, you know Right. There's always this brand new trailer.
2: Yeah, they're and not running out 15-year-old trailers. They're all yeah. brand new.
3: Because that's what we did last summer when we went to Craters of the Moon is our friends invited us. They had two campsites reserved in a campground. hmm And it was getting into fall, so we knew it was going to be kind of cold. And so we borrowed Mom and Dad's camper.
1: hmm
3: Which was great because it was, it was like freezing at night. And, uh Super, super windy. Um, but we were fine with the trailer, but it was still like, I don't know, towing it out there and whatnot was not.
1: <laughs> yeah, the
3: getting there and setting up and tearing down and driving back was not my idea of fun. <laughs> but.
2: Yeah, I've also thought about like the little smaller ones or the pop up tent type. But if it doesn't have a bathroom, it's almost seems not worth it to me. I'd almost rather just have it. have to set up the tent. Yeah, Our our tent, you know, the way we camp in our tent has changed over the years, because when you're younger, you just have a tent, the smallest tent that you'll all fit in. Then you throw your bag on the ground and crawl in and then you get a little older and you're using air mattresses you know we used air mattresses for 10 years or more but the stupid things
3: they make you colder they yeah leak.
2: they don't yeah they we we didn't we would bring extra blankets off. just because the air mattress would be so cold under us and then yeah if you don't weigh exactly the same as your partner then if it loses a little bit of air all of a sudden you're
3: Either. Yeah. Or you move it all. And the other person feels, feels it. Feels it. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: So then we went to where we were using more like. Smaller. Thinner. Uh.
1: phone insulated. That
2: type things. Or even like backpacking. Those backpacking blow up ones you got with mm-hmm. the foot bump. We did that for a little while. And that was good. Um. But, you know, we're getting older (laughs) and you still have to pump those things up. And so we finally went to a cot. We have a double cot now. And our kids are big enough that we just decided that they needed their own tent. Yeah. So we just kicked the kids out of our tent and we just got a cot, a double cot. And we have a self-inflating that's. I guess it's not really self-inflating. The bag that it comes in, you use that to blow it up. Mm -hmm. So you don't need an electric pump. And it takes like two bags full of air to get it the right. And it's just like a one inch thick when it's blown up. And you don't need all the extra blankets and stuff. And you can move around on your side of the cot. I mean, there is a bar in the middle, so it's a little harder to snuggle, but... You know, it's fine. Yeah, and then there's room underneath for, for your crap. And I have a CPAP now, so I, <laughs> that's the other thing is now everybody's got phones, we've got a CPAP, we've got stuff that needs power while we're camping to make it comfortable, because you're going to be out there for a few days. So now we've got solar panel, if we're overlanding, it's fine because you can just charge everything in the truck while you're driving. Yeah, during the Yeah, off the alternator. But if we're stationary camping for several days, then we have to recharge stuff. Uh, so we have a little solar panel or sometimes we'll just go drive around the area just to. Sometimes it's so MJ can dry her hair because <laughs> <laughs> she she has to wash her hair every day or she just feels really disgusting so she'll wash her hair and then if it's evening and it's not dry yet we'll go for a drive just so she can like either use the truck's heat vents or she actually has a car sized hair dryer now (laughs) but uh but I have charged my CPAP battery because it'll only last a couple nights and uh now she has I got her for Either her, her birthday or Christmas, I got her a, a heated pad for her camp chair. Oh, and she sounds... can She could use it in the sleeping bag, too. But that'll have to probably be recharged each day. But, yeah, so there's things that we definitely do for comfort and other things that it's more fun to be primitive. You know, we don't need running water. We just haul our water with us or,
3: you know. Yeah. Water's one that I have looked at a million different ways to improve quote unquote, uh, the water situation basically to have pressurized water and, Charlie keeps coming back to it's reliable just to have a seven gallon <laughs> jug. thing of, you know, we have two seven gallon things of water. Yeah. And you can take just, it
2: over to your table.
3: Yeah. We can take it cooking. to our friend's truck. We can take it to the, yeah. our tailgate. We can put it wherever. Cause my thing is, you know, I've got shoulder issues and I, we keep them inside on the floor. Well, in the back seat, is where they ride because we mm-hmm. don't need to strap them down.
2: So that's oh, the other yeah. thing.
3: If it's outside in the bed of the truck at all, it has to be strapped down and very, very dirty. securely. <laughs> and it's dirty. Yeah. So lifting a seven gallon thing of water is mm-hmm. heavy. So that's the only downside. Yeah. But
1: um, yeah, our camping has evolved. We have done... I think
3: so three days is our normal backpacking length of trip. Mm. And it's about the longest that's we've done one four day trip, but that's about the limit for what's comfortable to carry for food. Um, Yeah. But we learned really quick that having nice backpacking stuff makes more of a difference than other comforts when you're doing other things, because that's all you have.
1: Yeah. <laughs> is like that.
3: your tent and your sleeping bag. That is um, key. So we actually, even though it adds weight, we have backpacking chairs that we mm-hmm. they fold up They're about the size of a Nalgene bottle when they're folded up. Oh. So they're pretty small, but uh-huh. they have a back and they get you off the ground. Um, yeah. And it's worth it. Yeah. And then after a couple. Delaminated air pad things. (laughs) We finally just. uh, Bought nice. Really, really nice insulated pads. Um, Mm -hmm. And then Charlie's is more insulated than mine because she gets colder Mm -hmm. and then. Uh, we went from like a pretty nice sleeping bag to like okay yeah that's not gonna be warm enough to a really nice sleep double sleeping bag,
0: mm-hmm. um,
3: and that is just what when we go car camping now that's what we just use our backpacking stuff, oh yeah. Except we have a if we're back actually, the last like three times I've been backpacking I haven't even been able to use my small tent my small backpacking tent because we're with someone that doesn't have stuff
0: oh so you and so we give them
3: our nice light small backpacking tent and then we have Mm -hmm. a four person backpacking style tent that I end up carrying that weighs Mm -hmm. twice as much as the other one (laughs) um that's what we just use for for car camping now is basically our backpacking setup but cool when we had a yep. bunch of stuff get stolen out of our truck a few years ago, they didn't take the one that had our backpacking, our camping setup, sleeping no. setup in it. And yep. I was so glad because it's like <laughs> it was over a thousand dollars worth just our sleeping bag and tent and pads. Wow! I was like, but it has been worth it because mm-hmm. it's really comfy. Oh,
2: good. Yeah, it's something we. Haven't done is the backpacking stuff, just because neither of us really enjoy it that much, and you know, just our personal fitness is not there. So, but we'd well, love getting out in the backcountry in our truck. There's
3: a th- little over three mile each way, almost flat hike to one of the most pretty places ever. (laughs) If you guys ever want to try it, (laughs) maybe (laughs) Um, it's hard getting in shape at this age. Well, three walking three miles is not too bad.
2: Yeah. I mean, we, we hike in the hills around here sometimes and we could do three miles, but carrying camping
3: gear, That's the other thing is the cooking situation. Sleeping or the cooking situation, you have to make concessions when you're backpacking because
2: you have like a little tiny burner.
3: Yeah, we basically can
2: only heat water, right?
3: We boil water, is how we do it. Mm -hmm. So that we don't have to bring a lot of extra weight.
0: Mm
3: -hmm. But we have some pretty good meals that we prep. Um, to, that you just have to add water to. Yeah. Um, And then our truck camping overlanding setup has definitely evolved over the years. Yeah. So at this point, we're not really making any changes to our setup. I think we're in for the next, until we get a new vehicle, this is mm-hmm. what we have now is what we've, where we're going to go with. Well, that's good. So we can put, all of our camping and cooking and tools and everything in our drawers in the bed of the truck. And then we have a rooftop tent and we've had that for, this will be our fourth year with that. I think I've only fallen off out once (laughs) I slipped going up the ladder one night. Oh no. My foot went through like I, you know, Uh and, Which caught me because I fell backwards, but my leg was through the ladder. So I was able to hang from that. Not
2: hit your head. Yeah, not fall all the way
3: to the ground. But, um, geez. So that was one of the things I was wondering, um, you know, because you've said that you're, you don't like the campers. And so we have definitely been thinking about when we are older and retired what that camp setup looks like and it's evolved over the years. So I was wondering what your
0: Yeah,
2: I don't see us climbing on to a rooftop tent.
3: Yeah, no I don't I don't see us doing that either. But the, <laughs> the cot
2: thing. is very comfortable. It takes up a lot of room in the truck though.
3: So do you see So you'd mentioned the, the toilet situation previously. So that's the big one for us is long-term. We want to have a bathroom in whatever situation we have.
2: Yeah. We've actually, you know, we bought a portable toilet that you put a bag in and then it has a pop-up canopy that goes around it that we use. We've been using that for five years and I, you know, I'm fine with whatever. I'm just want to make sure MJ's comfortable and she's, she likes that setup, but yeah, that's a conundrum with the yep. bathroom situation. Cause I know we have relatives that we camp with at least once a year that that's their least favorite part is that yeah. the places we choose don't have toilets full
3: bathrooms yeah yeah so for a long time charlie and i have wanted to do like a sprinter van oh uh and so you can get like a a cassette toilet Mm -hmm. in those and um little table inside i think you do most of your cooking outside but you can do some cooking inside and then they're heated and cooled in the bed Mm -hmm. inside. Um, and then I think recently it's been evolving. We're not quite settled yet, but we think (laughs) because we're like, okay, that we are going to need a truck forever just to tow trailers and stuff. Yeah. And so that our truck has a limited lifespan, and when it gets replaced, it's not. We're not going to have our over. We don't want our a new truck to be an overlanding vehicle and the workhorse. Oh, uh huh. Towing trailers and doing road trips and stuff. We'd like to get a separate overlanding vehicle. Because then, if it's broken, it doesn't matter.
2: Right. You can still. <laughs> yeah. You still have a truck.
3: Um.
2: It only takes then, you out of one. Yeah, one activity, not every activity.
3: Yeah, and it's the, the hobby, not the things that need to be done. Yeah. Um, yep, I get so you So recently, we've been batting around the idea of, like, well, if we're gonna put a bunch of money to get a new truck, maybe we do do our overlanding. But when we're older, we're you know, with a sprinter van, you're not gonna be doing extreme the same. You're not gonna be doing the same kind of things that we do now. Right, it's
2: gonna you're gonna have to tone it down a lot.
3: Yeah, um, so if we're gonna tone it down, we could get a one of the uh, in bed campers, mm-hmm. and they have ones that the tops are pop up, so they're low profile. Um, uh huh. Low profile when you're not when you're traveling, and the footprints are smaller and they're lightweight. Mm-hmm. So they're not as fancy as some of the they have big fancy ones, I guess. Yeah. But. Um, You can still get most of the same things. You have a bed, small kitchen, you can get a cassette toilet and a place table to sit at if it's windy. Mm -hmm.
1: So that's the direction I think we're headed.
2: Oh, cool. Yeah, we haven't thought that far ahead. So. I'm a planner. We plan
3: everything out as far as we can. (laughs)
2: Off-roading trailers, but
3: we don't That was kiboshed pretty quickly by Charlie. She was like, I don't want to pull a trailer anywhere.
2: I know. Me. That's the same. And then you're storing it for most of the year when you're not using it. You could probably use it more of the year. Yeah. But, uh, yeah.
3: Like, last year, we camped 11 times, I think. Mm. Total. And that was... Backpacking, I think we did everything, Mm -hmm. and we started in April. We had uh car camping in uh on a road trip for Charlie's birthday last year. So, this time of year, we were camping at the Grand Canyon. It was, I think that was the night it got down to like five degrees or something. Was her birthday morning, sun, sunrise at the Grand Canyon, it was like five degrees
2: Um, Fahrenheit. Yeah, that's pretty nippy.
3: But we were camp, yeah, car camping, and then mm-hmm. we did. We pulled a bunch. We borrowed mom and dad's trailer to camp. We went backpacking and then overlanding. Mm-hmm. Camped out of the Forerunner, I think, maybe, as well.
2: Cool. So yeah, I think we probably camped six or seven times last
1: year. But it's all out of our truck
2: every. Every time it's our truck. So yeah, pretty good. I I think there's definitely more to talk about, especially when we have the other guys. We could revisit some of this, but.
3: Yep. I, I love camping. I am looking forward to it.
2: So I had a time actually, probably, I don't know eight years ago before we started doing the overlanding stuff with you where we were out camping with my in-laws and I was having a miserable time and I was just like, I, I could just never camp again in my life. <laughs> like we could get rid of all this stuff and just never do it. Like there's people that don't do it. It was just the mosquitoes were really bad. It hailed on us. It, <laughs> It was just like I was not enjoying myself. It was like, why am I even here? And I was like, seriously, like after this summer, let's just get rid of all this stuff. And then the next time we went camping, I had so much fun. I was just like, oh, well, if we just. This is why we go camping. It's fun.
1: Yeah, just.
2: Yeah, you just have to. Do it the right way, and we've definitely the more we do it the more fun we have good all right well that's nerd culture Sounds like somebody's got consumption. I think I'm going to get rid of like half of mine because we're running really long. And most some of these I've seen I've seen before, but we're all go through running that long. Oh, uh, a
1: little over over an an hour.
2: hour. Oh, and there's only two of us, I guess. So the first four of these I watched (laughs) in San Diego.
3: But oh, that explains why you have so many. MJ I guess we was, have two weeks, too.
2: Oh, that's true. It was two weeks worth. But MJ was watching. We were watching together with on the phone. Watching the same show. The only way we could figure out to do that without logging into stuff was on YouTube free. With oh. ad stuff. But we couldn't watch anything rated R because we didn't log in.
1: Oh, I didn't want to log in on the
2: hotel TV. Yeah. So we watched... The Island was the first one. That's Ewan McGregor and Scarlett Johansson.
3: Yeah, that's a good one. It's a good find.
2: Um, Basically, they're in this post-apocalyptic world where there's just the people that have been saved from the outside that's contaminated are living in this facility. And then there's a lottery where they randomly choose somebody to go to this island that has been kept clean and you get to basically live this fantastical life, but all is not as it seems. And Ewan McGregor is starting to get some doubts.
3: He looks really young. Yeah. He was 34 though. Uh,
2: So I've seen this before, but like the part of the movie I remembered was when they're mostly in the facility. Hmm but that's that part of the movie is over fairly early. <laughs> it's like, oh man, I forgot all this other stuff happened, you know. But it's re- it's good. It's a good one. Um we watched a movie called Skyline which is about these couples that or this couple goes to LA to visit an old friend for his birthday and he's rich, he's like a celebrity, but they have this Party they all get kind of wasted at the party, and they wake up and there's aliens attacking the city <laughs> and they have to figure out how to survive that
3: It I was, was thinking okay I'd seen this, but uh no I I'd not. seen
2: it before, but it's it's fine, you know it's not bad uh the next one was Red Planet. this is a Val Kilmer mm. He basically, they've sent robots to Mars to terraform it and plant like this algae that's supposed to, you know, put oxygen in the air and make it livable. Yep. But something's gone wrong, so it's not working. So they send this team there to investigate it and. Something goes wrong with their <laughs> ship on the way there anyways. Yeah. Uh, They end up on the planet, and there's stuff going on there that they weren't expecting. But
3: yeah, I really like this movie.
2: Yeah, it's pretty good. Parts of it remind me of The Martian. Parts of it remind me of another movie. Uh, I can't think of it. Oh well. When I was watching it, I was like, "Oh, this reminds me a lot of this other thing." But yeah, it's it's good. It's decent. And then the last one we watched that way was the majestic, which is a
1: Jim oh, Carrey. Good one.
2: Yeah. Um, he, it takes place in the fifties when the FBI was investigating people for supposedly being socialists. And Jim Carrey is a writer for movies and it may be even in the forties. It seems like more forties to me, but, um, he ends up in a car accident after he finds out he's being investigated and he gets amnesia. And he ends up in this small town where they think he's uh, this guy that grew up there that went away to World War II and was missing in action. And he has amnesia, so he doesn't know. So he's just like, oh, I must be this guy. Well, his dad <laughs> um, runs had been running this movie theater before the war, but it was out of business. And so they, now that his, they think it's his son is back. They fix the theater up with the help of the whole town. Well, then he ends up remembering when the FBI catches up to him, who he really is. And he has to tell him, Oh, I'm not actually this guy. And yeah, it's, a, it's really good. I really like it. And
3: it's, this is not the movie I thought.
2: Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> It's good. So I recommend it if you haven't seen it
1: or even if you have.
2: Uh, We after I got home, we watched the Banshees of Innishirin.
3: Oh, nice.
2: Yeah, it was really good. (laughs) It's crazy. I was there's some sadness, (laughs) some things you're just like, this guy's insane. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Both of them. Yes, they're both like, come on. (laughs) yeah I feel like I would want to live there
1: though. (laughs) it just seems so pastoral lifestyle I don't know
2: it's just this small island off of Ireland and there's like one pub and it's just these two guys and they are friends and they always go to the pub every day together and one day one of them just says no I'm not going or he doesn't even say no. He's just like ignores the guy when he shows up to. Yeah. Get him to the pub. And then later he tells him, I don't want to be your friend anymore. You're it's dull, like you're
3: boring. Yeah. Oh yeah. He, dull. He's
2: getting older and he wants to do something with his life, but all he does every day is sit and drink and talk to this guy that he thinks is dull. So he just decides he's not going to do it anymore, but it takes some extreme convincing to get him. And it's, a small community, so everybody's involved, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's pretty wild. And uh, let's see, we watched Nope. Oh, oh man, is so, that the? This is a
3: what's his bucket? Uh, Jordan Peele.
2: Yes, it's a Peele movie. He written, directed, okay. and produced by. Okay, so there's this family that they train horses to be in movies for hollywood okay and their ranch just weird stuff starts happening they they lose their dad pretty early in the movie and it just keeps getting weirder and weirder stuff going on there's yeah. a
3: one of the pictures shows him riding a horse and old town road popped into my head
2: Oh, yeah, it it was interesting. There's not really a twist. It's just. Yeah, it just keeps getting weirder and weirder, though.
3: Like the weirdest part is that he's wearing a 2004 Scorpion King sweatshirt.
2: So that that's mentioned in the movie that they had worked on that. But then they ended up going with camels instead (laughs) of horses. So they, yeah. Is that was it, one of the movies they
3: worked on. So is that is kind of just weird and awkward? That awkward, scary, weird, like the uh, last couple. I don't
0: know. I don't. I don't. Did
3: think you I've see us? any of his other ones? Oh, okay.
2: So he but did. Uh, maybe get
3: out. He I
2: may have seen out. us. I haven't and seen get us.
3: out. And then us. Us was.
2: The a lot of it took that place in like... a
3: carnival, and the people showed up that looked just like them? Yes, I did the see alternate... that.
2: Yeah. It wasn't as scary as that. It defi- okay. This one wasn't really scary at all. It mm-hmm. was just... Yeah, I don't know. It's pretty straightforward, really. I mean, you don't know what's going on at first. Yeah. But then it just kind of slowly reveals what's going on, and they have to figure out what to do about it. And the last thing on my list is I read the novel The Running Man by Richard Bachman, a.k.a. Stephen King. And I liked it. Um, So it's. It has some similarities to the movie where it's like this future world where it's pretty dystopian and people compete in game shows for the entertainment of others that some of which are life threatening just because there's such poverty. Well, so in the movie, the main character is a prisoner and he gets recruited to be in the show. Well, in the book, he's just a guy who has a sick kid. And the only way he can think of to get money for the kid to get medical care is to go on one of these game shows well the biggest paying one is the running man. And in the movie they're basically contained in like a set almost is mm-hmm. my understanding. In the book they just let him out the building and say you have a 12 hour head start. Go disappear and he can go anywhere in the country. Mm-hmm. So he like gets some forged papers from some guy he knows. They give him a they give him a a bit of money up front. But it's like every hour he survives, his he or his uh family, if he ends up dying, get a hundred dollars. And then I think he also gets a hundred dollars if he kills any cops or the guys that are hunting him. <laughs> and then people in the communities are given money if they report seeing him and it leads to him getting oh. caught they get more money if they catch him and so everybody's looking for him cuz everybody wants the money and so he's like going from city to city trying to like get in and out of these cities without getting caught disguises and
3: so and all this the world stuff. is a lot bigger
2: yes and it's not the hunters aren't like these big flamboyant. They're Mm. just like, you might not even know that they were hunters.
3: More John wick style.
2: Yeah. It's like he just notices like, wait a minute, that guy has been standing at that bus stop and four buses have gone by. I'm suspicious now. And then he has to run and that guy ends up chasing him or, you know, stuff like that. And he's desperately trying to survive. If he, survives a certain amount of time he gets like a billion dollars or something otherwise if he dies then his family gets whatever he earned for however long he stayed out there and he's alone he doesn't have friends that he's with like in the movie but
3: yeah they had a whole thing like bringing down the network and or exposing it all and
2: yeah and he does kind of get into that like he has to submit tapes twice a day that's one of the other stipulations is cause this is a daily TV show. And if he's hiding, they wouldn't have anything for the show. So he has to mm. record a tape twice a day and mail it in. And so <laughs> then he's suspicious. Like, well, are they using that to track me? Cause I have to post these things and then they can tell what city I'm in. So he has a couple times where he tries to like hide which cities mailing it from and stuff. But, In the videos, he's trying to, like, let people know the stuff he's learned about how corrupt everything is. But, yeah, I thought it was really good. It was
3: interesting. (laughs) That's what I got. Cool. I watched. Actually, I got a. So I downloaded the Peacock app onto my phone Mm -hmm. so I could watch rugby. Mm hmm because my TV was not wanting to load that app. So oh. <laughs> I download the app onto my phone so I could stream it to the TV from my phone <laughs> to watch <laughs> rugby. Well, I was lazy and they aren't too annoying, so I never turned off notifications. So oh. like once a week I'll get a notification from Peacock with their whatever show they're trying to highlight. So the one last week I got was uh Things are going to get wild. Cocaine bear now available on Peacock.
2: Oh, really?
3: Yes. Isn't that still in the theater? Yes. Oh, okay. So I was like, it didn't do very well in the theater.
0: Um, Oh, gotcha.
3: So I was thinking, oh, crap. Well, I just canceled my Peacock subscription. But Mm -hmm. that's like five bucks for a month. I almost went to the theater to see this movie. Yeah. So, it's worth 5 bucks. So I logged in and my uh I'd canceled the subscription, but I paid through the 22nd of April. Oh. So I gotcha. still had Peacock. So I watched huh. Cocaine Bear. Oh, nice. <laughs> it was great. Oh, good. It was exactly what you think it's going to be, <laughs> which is it's not that good of a movie.
2: It's but... not a it's not a <laughs> art film.
3: No. Uh but it was a very, very cocaine. entertaining. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and it wasn't just... It was slightly more nuanced than it just being in this rage state the whole time, killing everyone. Okay. Um, Yeah, it d- developed a habit, let's put it that way. <laughs> and that plays into it. it. It was really entertaining. It was funny. Um, It wasn't there was definitely kind of some very violent gore parts, but less than I expected, I guess. Oh, really? I actually thought it was going to be worse. Um, but that there was definitely very graphic, uh, gore, but carnage. Yep. Carnage. Um, so yeah, cocaine bear. Uh, if you're into that kind of thing, check it out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the other movie I watched is called knock at the cabin.
0: This
2: a Shyamalan
3: one is a M night Shyamalan movie. Oh, I want to see it. Uh, so the premise is that there is a, uh, this family, it's a two guys have an adopted daughter staying at this cabin In Pennsylvania, as Mm. you would expect from Shyamalan.
2: Yep. It's got to be near Philadelphia. Philadelphia.
3: Yeah. Um, They just say it's in Pennsylvania. Mm -hmm. And these four people. uh,
2: Probably where the village was. Oh, (laughs) that's
3: what they. that would be funny if the the cabin was one of the buildings there. Right. Like an outbuilding is a cabin that someone's uh, verboing now. Yeah. <laughs> uh but it's got uh Dave Batista mm-hmm. and uh Rupert Grint, which is
2: uh Oh, Rob I didn't know. I didn't know he was
3: in it. Yep. Um, so they show up and basically give the family a choice, um basically saying that the apocalypse is upon the world and that they need to choose a sacrifice from their family to avoid the apocalypse. Uh-huh. and then it plays out <laughs> of this. Uh, yeah. So I didn't, it didn't really have a twist. Um, okay. Like I would have expected a Shyamalan movie to have, and I kind of was looking for one and I there's a couple things that I don't know if that was the intended twist, but they weren't. Wasn't very twisty. Yeah, it wasn't. There wasn't like the village where it was like, whoa, this what shocking. Revelation. Yeah, like what the heck is going on? It was
1: mm-hmm.
3: it was like, oh, OK, that's what I expected. Um, oh. Or. Yeah, if you're going to watch it. I definitely, that was also on Peacock. I think that's how I found it. Um, It was pretty good. Um, I think I rated. Let's see. I think I rated cocaine fair higher. Okay. But uh, I think that was mostly for expectation because I got. Yeah. Cocaine. I think IMDB ratings is slightly higher for Knock at the Cabin than Cocaine Bear, but mm-hmm. my personal rating Cocaine Bear was the movie I wanted and Knock at the Cabin mm-hmm. was it was fine um it wasn't a 6th sixth 6th sixth sense
1: or the village. Mm-hmm. So that's all I've got. Cool. Well, does anybody have any nerd cred?
3: Nope. I put a reminder in here for DVD, but (laughs) so he would talk about it because he has nerd cred about as nerdy nerd cred as you can possibly get. (laughs) Um, Ooh, can't wait for next week then. Yep. I will wait to let him tell it. I I will take partial credit. Um, I think I I think I gave him the idea. Ah, gotcha. But.
2: All right, well, if you want to give us the idea, send an email to engineerdyshow at gmail.com or hit us up on Facebook or Twitter. Just search for Show And check out our website, com, where you can get a T-shirt. You can listen to the show there ad-free, or there's links to novels written by our co-host, Mr. Pold. They're of the sci-fi genre. Thank you for listening this week. Stay nerdy.
3: Bye. You know me so you
0: can't just say bizarre. You never get a moment for free. Show me something fun on your guitar. Something with an A or a G. Just be sure that I can. can I be stuck in a tree to hold a thought you can't ignore? Something multiplied by a three Just be sure that I can tell it. Just be sure that I can tell it again.
3: I always have the urge to jump in.
0: Most guitars are made of trees with some for the strings. Some frets and too many things. Most guitars are made of trees. Most guitars are made of trees. People play them while they sing. Some are dull and some just ring. Most guitars are made of trees. (laughs)